Let us pray. Precious Heavenly Father, we thank you this morning. We give you all of the praise. We give you the glory. We honor you, Father, because of your faithfulness towards us. And in this one thing have we become confident that, Daddy, you are ever, ever faithful to complete that which you began in our lives. Thank you for the life that you are giving us, you have given to us. And thank you for making everything possible for us to understand and to enjoy the fullness of that life. Thank you for your love that is ever eternal. Thank you, Father, for your mercies that are new every morning, including this morning. You have made your mercy abundant so much that we don't have to rely on the one of yesterday because they are made new every morning. Thank you, Father. May we enjoy and experience the fullness of your love and mercy in everything that concerns us today, in our physical bodies, in our homes, in our careers, in our businesses, in everything that we do and in everywhere we are. Thank you, Father, because you thought of us in love. You imagined us in love. You designed us in love. You brought us forth in love that we will live in the reality of love. And so because of that, we radiate your love everywhere we go and in everything that we do prospers. Thank you so much, precious Father. We give you all of the praise. And this morning, Lord, we confess that our heart is open to receive all that you have. For us, because the entrance of your word always brings light and understanding. We give you every praise and every glory. Thank you for giving us all things in abundance. We bless you, Father. And profess this morning that abundance is our default rate in everything in the name of Jesus. We give you praise. And everyone who prayed with me this morning would say aloud, Amen and amen and amen. And good morning to you, my beloved brothers and sisters in the Lord. Of course, it's your brother, Pastor Chidi Jacob, here this morning to share with you today's episode of our ongoing fellowship with the world. It's been an amazing, tremendous, awesome journey that God has brought you and I in as we continue to grow from one level of glory to another. He sent forth his word and his word heals and transforms. Don't forget, beloved, I have been mentioning this all week long, what Jesus says. If the tree is good, don't forget, the fruit thereof will also be good. If the tree be perfect, the fruit thereof will be perfect if the tree is full of love it will not struggle to produce the fruit of love if the tree is full of abundance lack will never be around that tree that is the reality of how it works that that which is intangible at first that which is immaterial at first that which the eye cannot see, that which is spiritual, begins to produce the material things, the world that the eyes can see. Don't forget everything that was created came forth from things that never existed. Praise God. Amen. But all of that existed in the Father. Don't forget when he said, let there be light, the light was called forth from within him. Praise God. In other words, 
when he looked at darkness he did not, he was not concerned about the darkness because he was full of light don't forget that and beloved that's the picture of how my life and your life ought to run the opposite of that will be to follow our own conditioning the opposite of that will be to following our own ways our own limitation we be to wallow in our own ignorance, in our own fears, in our own concerns. And of course, you know, if the tree is full of fear, then that is what is going to produce. It doesn't matter how many times you sing songs about faith, you confess faith, you confess increase. If you are full of need, if you are needy within you, if you are full of emptiness within you, that's what you're going to bring forth. Now, don't forget the word of God comes to us every day that we may be remade on the inside of us so that from within us, as Jesus said, fruitfulness will begin to flow. Think about that, beloved. Ephesians chapter 3 verse 20 says something very amazing. It talks about the fact that our God is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above everything that you and I can ever think of beyond our widest imagination. His God is able to do it, but how does he do it? According to the power, don't forget, according to the power that is at work where within us so in other words god's power ability to do much more than you and i could ever think of much more than you and i could ever imagine or even pray for that power is resident where within us may you see what is within you in the precious name of jesus this morning i'm going to be reading psalms chapter one and this is to add to everything that we have said so far and secondly i've been talking to you about writing psalms don't forget i never sat down to say you know what oh david wrote psalms so let me begin to write my own psalms no when my spirit started getting filled up of light it began to come out from my mouth my language began to change so i began to record some things that I was playing back to myself, I began to write down some certain things for myself based on what I have seen on the inside. And those are the words I speak out in my prayer day in, day out. Now, after some time, it dawned on me that those things sounds like psalms and then that's when i began to go look at psalms 23 the most popular one and i found that that that's exactly what david was doing the poem was an expression of what he has seen on the inside of him beloved when david says the lord is my shepherd i shall not want don't forget i shall not want there is because i always have more than enough again i shall not want there it's not i shall not desire something it's not i shall not want anything no no the reason why i shall not want i shall not lack in fact the sense of that one there is not desire the sense of that one is lack and the reason he's saying i shall not lack anything is because i have more than enough beloved 
Let me ask you this question. Was David saying that to convince God? No, God is already aware of that. Was it because when David said that, God would not say, Okay, this my son has prayed enough. Let me now begin to make supply for him. No, he saw that God has provided him much more than he will ever need. Praise God. So, so in essence, like I've been saying, the Psalms, as you say it over and over, you are lining your mind with what is already in your spirit that is the secret if you want to call it technique call it technique whatever you want to call it call it what you are trying to do is to align yourself again will it make sense to you now why i said i don't teach people confection because if i teach you what to confess you're only repeating words that you hear me say but when you are when you are light up inside of your spirit the words of life don't forget, this word becomes the word of life. Your language is no longer the language of man. It becomes the language of the spirit. It becomes the same way that our father calls things that be not as though they already existed. Praise God. And Psalm 23 is an example. He said, the Lord Yahweh is my best friend, the TPT said. And because God is my best friend, I have more than enough of everything. Praise God. Amen and amen. So let me go ahead this morning and run through Psalms chapter 1 again to, to help you understand this further amazingly the tpt translation titles psalms chapter one the tree of life praise god don't forget every morning that you wake up you either going to be eating from the tree of life or from the knowledge of good and evil what is the difference you know of course here are 10 steps to be a good wife here are 15 steps to be a perfect husband that means if you're unable to keep those steps you have fallen don't forget that is an example of the knowledge of good and evil but when we look into christ because we have the liberty of the spirit all we see is life therefore it is important that we eat daily of the tree of life why of course you know what the outcome is if you feed from the tree of life your experience is going to be life if you eat if you continue to eat of the knowledge of good and evil, you know what the end is is death death in many variations it don't matter how you follow the knowledge of good and evil the result is going to be death so amazingly they titled psalms chapter one the tree of life showing us that we've got to eat consistently of the tree of life so let's see it verse number one said what delight comes to the one who follows god's ways again what delight comes to the one who follows god's way now the opposite of following god's way is to follow your own way again the opposite of following god's way is to follow the way the word has set up for you now watch this very carefully you will hear the bible mention the wicked here the wicked is not necessarily wicked as you think like an evil person who kills who manipulates who does all that stuff no the bible calls the man who follows his own ways wicked and you're going to understand that now now secondly you will see the calamities and the shortfalls of the wicked 
It is not as if God sits in heaven and start to press disaster and start to press confusion to them because they are following their own way. Following your own way will be to following things according to your own understanding. But don't forget, your understanding is severely limited. What you know is totally limited because all that you are aware of is a sum total of your environment is a sum total of what you have been exposed to and most of that comes by the flesh what we heard what we saw what we felt the experiences that has changed you from a happy person to a sad person the experience that had made you when you were smaller you had greater and amazing dreams now when you hear about a big dream it almost offends you now, following our own way will be to follow the dictates of our five senses, will be to follow the dictates of culture, the dictates of religion as against following God's own way. Praise God. Don't forget, if you don't eat of the tree of life, you are eating of the knowledge of good and evil. Those are the only two that is available. You are either following life or you are following death. Watch this. What delight comes to the one who follows God's way, he won't walk in the step of the wicked. Who is the wicked here? The man who follows his own way. Now watch this. Nor share the sinner's way, nor be found sitting in the scorner's seat. Amazingly, they used to teach us this scripture, but at the end of it all, they would return us to our own walks now watch this because of time. Verse number two says, His passion is to remain true to the word of I am. Remember, remember, I think it was two weeks ago we began to explain the dynamics of I am. I love the TPT way. It breaks the entire thing down. Watch this. Other translations talks calls him God, Yahweh, but the TPT explains it that my passion, your passion, is to remain true to the word of I am. That means calling yourself who you are in the Father. I am means the self-sufficient one. I am means I can be whatever I want to be. I can do whatever I want to do. I can I can take any form or shape that I want to take. I am who you say I am. Praise God. And we explained that today when I say I am, remember I warned you that you should always be very careful what you put, what you qualify after you say the word I am. Because I am is not just an English phrase. I am is made up of, is consists of the fullness of your being, soul, spirit, and body. When you say I am, you are expressing the totality of your being. That's why I began to say, remember, when the light of the word comes in, then the word that you speak, remaining true to the word of I am, is feasting on what the word says you are. Watch this. And I don't have to explain that too much further because the next line explains it. It says, meditating day and night on the true revelation of light. If there's a true revelation, there's a false one. Beloved, watch this. Where we can never go wrong is when we take our I am's or when we derive our I am's from the I am that I am. In other words, my I am comes from the I am that I am. For example, 
When I say I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, what I'm saying is that my righteousness is taken from the righteousness of my father. So the more I start to see that, that's how the angels sees me. That's how heaven and earth sees me. Satan runs away because he knows that this man has realized who he is. Guilt and condemnation is completely totally eliminated from your life that's an example of remaining true to the word of i am again let me read that one more time verse psalms chapter one verse number two his passion is to remain true to the word i am how do you remain true it's not to say i agree don't forget to agree is just to have a mental accent you acknowledge that something is true no that's not what is saying here to remain true to the word of i am is to see yourself in the reality of it but how do you make it work as you meditate watch this continuously day and night now does this also make sense when apostle paul was trying to tell us to pray without ceasing and I explained that if prayer is what we were taught, of course you know it's almost practically impossible to pray without ceasing. But in meditation and in speaking out, you can pray without ceasing. And that is why the Apostle Paul said, fix your thoughts continuously on the glorious work of God. Fixing our thoughts, don't forget, as a man thinks in his heart, so the man is where the thought goes the man follows don't forget i've been saying if you fix your thoughts you will fix your life praise god so the true revelation of light comes and daily at all times no matter where you are you continue to chew these things in your mind and let them flow out from your mouth then that's how the psalms comes praise god amen meditating on the word of i am I love this rendering. I love this expression here. It says, my passion, your passion is to remain true to the world of I am. I am here is in capital letters. And it says, meditating day and night on the true revelation of light. Watch this. Why do we preach? Why do we teach? It is to present to you the true revelation of light. Of course, you know what light is. Light here is talking about Christ. The true revelation of Christ that when Christ is revealed, you fix your thoughts on that. It becomes what consumes your imagination. Beloved, don't forget, I've said this over and over. Your thoughts are more alive in the realm of the spirit. Even in your physical body, your thoughts control your body more than your words do. Is the same thing for example i am not crying i'm not crying i'm not crying but tears are flowing out from your eyes i'm not afraid i'm not afraid but your heart is beating is beating faster than a jet friend understand what the key is i've said this before and i explained this in fellowship throughout this week if you want to know where you're going to try to pause and catch your thoughts your persistent thoughts, the thoughts that flow out of you persistently, like a fisherman, try to use a net and catch those thoughts and then put it on the table and look at them very carefully. 
Now, that will tell you what is going on in your life. That will tell you the direction your life is going. And this is so beautiful. You're not trying to convince me. You're not trying to convince anybody. You are now working on yourself. Try to catch your thoughts. When you are angry, pause and ask yourself, what was I thinking in the past few minutes? Any moment when you feel depressed, pause, catch your thoughts, go back, rewind the tape back a little bit and ask yourself, what was I thinking? If you capture those thoughts and put it on the table, now you are fighting a warfare because you cannot subject that thought under the authority of the revelation of light. But watch this. The key begins by being fed by the true knowledge of Christ. That is the key for all things. You eating from the correct tree. That is the key. People who think that I can listen to anybody, I can get anything, as long as they call it preaching, no. The majority of what has been preached to us comes from the knowledge of good and evil. For example, I've used this example all the time. If I come and say to you, here are 12 ways to become righteous before God. Doesn't that look like a good sermon? Until when your eyes open, you realize that that is not different from when Satan came and said to them, do like this, you become like God. Why is that? Because in Christ, we are already the very righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And he has given it to us 100% free of charge. Beloved, watch what you eat. Ask yourself, from what tree are you eating? This is where our warfare is beloved because there are many contending forces against us trying to force other knowledge down our truth you can stand and keep and remain true to the word of i am enjoying meditating day and night on the true revelation of light of course after verse one and two from verse three down starts to tell you the experience the testimony, the reality of any man who keeps their thought fixed on the true revelation of light. Because of time, I'm going to stop here and we'll start to eat of those from tomorrow. Again, like I've always suggested, do me a favor, do yourself a favor, read the entire Psalms chapter 1, beginning from 1 to end. Read in the TPT translation so that we flow along. And tomorrow, we continue to look at this. Hey, it's Friday. Take it easy. Don't forget what God cannot do for you, you really don't need it. What God cannot give you, you don't need it. And don't forget that eating out of the sweat of your body only became a reality after man stepped away from God. God wants us to operate and to function from the fullness of his own reality. Praise God. So enjoy your weekend. Keep me in your prayers as I ask always and I will keep you in mind as I often do. To end, don't forget to spread the word as much as you can. Freely have you received. Freely you shall share to everyone around you. Don't forget as you enjoy your weekend and enjoy the goodness of the Lord. This morning you have been served. Shalom.